Are you set, Daniel? I'm set. All right. Well, let's get started here. Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Jordan, and sitting across me here is Daniel. Hello, hello. Today, we're talking the new Sam Mendes World War One movie, 1917. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's walk through some trenches. Oh, yeah. Cheers. I don't know if I should have said, oh, yeah, this is a very sad movie. Yeah, wow, Daniel. Oh, no. How about a count of three? We say cheers. One, two, three. Cheers. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> All right, Daniel. Yeah, I'm all over the place today. Daniel's week to bring in beer. What'd you got, Daniel? Well, this week was my week for beer and tell, Jordan. And <laughs> this week I brought Galaxy Trippin'. It's a stellar IPA. Don't know what that is. Seasonal release from Ninkasi Brewing Company. Um, and I really like their seasonal releases more than their mainstay. So I usually tend to pick those up. This, this is one's good. pretty good. Yeah, I like, I like it. it a lot. Yeah, it seems like. Every year they come out with like different names for different IPAs. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but I'll try it. Yeah, it's really good. I like it. Well, cool. Thanks for bringing that in. Well, why don't we get into some movie news here, Daniel? Any good stuff going on out there? Movie news. Um, so <laughs> you said good stuff. I don't know if it's good, but first we got uh, a trailer for the. Uh, Crap, I forgot his the name. Spider-Man Extended Universe. The Spider-Man Extended Universe in association with Marvel. Um, Mo- the Morbius trailer. And... Is like a cousin we- of Venom? <laughs> well, I mean, from Morbius, how I found out about Morbius was the 90s animated cartoon, because he was in that. And Blade was in that. And they end up working together eventually. But... Yeah, so this Morbius movie starring Jared Leto, and Jared Leto's a very hit or miss actor. <laughs> I don't know. It just looks. It got. It was not. It didn't get me excited or super interested. I mean, like I never saw Venom because I wasn't interested in Venom. So this whole like other side to like the Sony Marvel agreement, like I'm just not super interested in the Sony side. I mean, not to say that they've completely like they don't make good movies because they made into the spider-verse which is still Damn, awesome. this could this could be the joker of the spider-man spider-verse yeah it could be i doubt it but i don't know it just the, the trailer doesn't really do anything for me we'll see if they come out the notes it, it looked super generic super bleh yeah i don't know i wasn't like blown away i mean it doesn't look like a terrible movie but i was not like ooh, can't wait for this yeah it's like not how right. do we introduce vampires into the mcu I don't know. By the books. Uh, well, maybe they just threw it off to... Well, I mean, technically Sony owns it. But it feels like we want to do Morbius. Eh, but he's an actual vampire. Why don't you do it in the side... He would be a good side story, but yeah, a main story. I, 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 just, I don't know. I feel like I hope they do this well. Because, I mean, it would be cool because they've announced Blade for the MCU. So it would be cool to have Morbius and Blade hanging out. Maybe getting hunted. One thing that was cool, at the very, very end of the trailer, you see Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael just... Keaton as Vulture in his like prison outfit. It's Adrian Toomes. Cool. Adrian Toomes. Yeah. All right, so that, that got me excited. So I guess are they trying to merge the uh, Sony Spider-Man-verse and MCU together? I don't know if they're trying to merge it, but I think they're just trying to bridge it just a little bit. 
But that was a cool surprise, though. Yeah. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't really care for the trailer as is, but we'll see how this turns out. Um, the other big news I had coming from the mainstream MCU is that the director Scott, the director Scott Derrickson leaves Doctor Strange 2 over creative differences, but he's staying on as an EP for the movie. So he left as the director, staying on as an executive producer, and they're still searching for a new director for the Doctor Strange, which kind of sucks. I hope this turns out good because this is one of the slates that I'm more excited because Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, like that sounds awesome. It sounds, I don't know. I'm more, that's more piques my interest in the MCU at this point. Like we've seen the regular stuff. We've seen the superhero stuff. So I want to see the more weird stuff. Yeah. I love his character in the MCU, and I just like uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. He's just a cool actor in general. Yeah, and honestly, one of the probably I can't really think of anybody that would be a better choice for Doctor Strange. Oh, I, I don't, I don't. I know Joaquin yeah. Phoenix was approached by Marvel, eh, which maybe. I could have seen that, but I think Benedict Cumberbatch just kind of all in all encapsulates it. I don't know. I still like him a lot. Yeah, Those no. are pretty much the big things I have for movie news this week. Cool. No Oscar nominations or anything announced? Oh, uh, well, I thought I don't know if that was technically a part. But yes, the Oscar nominations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. kind of a big thing. Yeah, I guess that's news. But yeah, the Oscar noms came out, and uh, Joker swept up uh, nominations with 11 total nominations, including Best Picture. Did they put them in there for Best Picture? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So that's in there for... Best Fisher, Best Director. Best Director. Original... No, Adaptive Screenplay. Adaptive Screenplay. I think he's... Joaquin Phoenix is in there for uh, Actor. Yep. Um, Can't remember if they're in there for Supporting Actor, too. I know they're in there for Makeup. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, Yeah. Cinematography, even. I was surprised by that. I mean, I guess when it comes to the cinematography um, nominees, like, two stand out as being, like, amazing. And the other three, I'm like... I guess I didn't notice it being bad cinematography, so therefore, so therefore, that's good cinematography. You just don't notice. Yeah. But yeah, as far as these the winners go, I'm gonna read off just the best picture winners here. We got nine. We got 1917, Ford v Ferrari, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, excellent, Parasite, and The Irishman. So all of those won best picture. Been nominated, yes. Yeah, you said one. Like, these are the winners. <laughs> Did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> these are the nominations for Best Picture. <laughs> well, um, I don't know. I'm not really sure. I have I have a lot to think about with those. I haven't seen Parasite. Like, there are a couple that stand out to me right away. It's yeah. going to, like, when we go through and we'll, we'll do a predictions list sometime soon. But I just got to think, like, where, like, how, like, these are all going to stack up and, like, you know, like, the history. So this is probably the first year ever where nominations are out, and I've already seen majority of the Best Picture nominees. I've seen seven of the ten, or of the nine. Which is cra- I've only seen five of the nine so far. You have seen, yeah, four or five, maybe. <laughs> this time I've seen seven of the nine. Yeah, I still haven't seen Parasite, which I, I think I'm going to see if that's in a theater around here and go see it. And then Little Women. Still need to see that one. I don't know. There's some good ones, though. I mean, I was very excited to see 1917, Ford v. Ferrari, Joker, Once Upon a Time. I was excited, very excited to see all those nominated. Yeah. So, yeah. 
I mean, good stuff here. Best actor, uh, DiCaprio got nominated for that, which yep. was awesome. Jonathan Price, Joaquin Phoenix, Antonio Banderas, and Adam Driver. And what do we got for best actress here? Charlize Theron for Bombshell, Cynthia, uh, is it Arivo for Harriet, Renee Zellweger for Judy, which you know she won the Globe for that. Okay. Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story and say Seriose Ronan. And how do you say say that? Say for, oh yeah. Um, for Little Women. <laughs> say, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I would do different, Haley, here. So we got supporting actor. Al Pacino, Anthony Hopkins, Brad Pitt, Joe Pesci, and Tom Hanks. I would take Tom Hanks out and put Christian Bale for Ford v. Ferrari in. Yeah. Hanks was good, but I don't think it was like Oscar-worthy Oscar by any stretch. Fair enough. And Dan's probably thinking to himself, he was in a movie about Mr. Rogers and yet supporting actor. Yeah. I know. I we'll haven't get into watched that. it. We'll get into that in a little bit. Okay. So... I guess another big one that we'll read off real quick here. For supporting actress, we got Florence Pugh for Little Women, Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, Laura Dern for Marriage Story, Margot Robbie for Bombshell, and Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. Which, hmm. I guess with the ones I've seen, I guess I think I have to pick Laura Dern actually for Marriage Story. But yeah, there, I mean, there's there's some good stuff here. I, I'm actually pretty satisfied overall with this uh, year's Oscar nominations. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, it's like not as I don't know. John Williams is up for original score, which is awesome. Um, as far as the animated categories go, uh, what do we got for animation here? I'm scrolling down. Well, they have How to Train Your Dragon Three: The Hidden World. Excellent. Uh, I lost my body, which is on Netflix right now, uh, along with Klaus, which is also a Netflix movie. Or I don't think I Lost My Body was Netflix, but they have it on there right now. Yeah. Then Missing Link from Laika, which won the Golden Globe, and Toy Story 4. No Lion King? Uh, thank God, no, there was no Lion King. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I think those are all pretty solid picks. And Lion King got for what? Special effects? Visual effects? Which makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't get picked for Best Picture or Animated Picture. Yeah, so I think it's going to be an interesting when we uh, go through, like, off-air, we'll be eventually going through a list and, like, doing a little game to pick uh, our, you know, our picks for the Oscars and see what happens with that. But I think we got a pretty good lot to go through. But Yeah. Yeah. Again, pretty satisfied with this list for the most part, I'd say. Yeah. So, all right. Well. Let's get into some other movies we've seen this week, Daniel. I've got um, at least two I'm going to talk about. I think you had two as well. I have two. All right. Would you like to go first? Sure. So the first thing I saw was a, um, a documentary that I just came across on Hulu. I think it said it came out in 2018, but it's called Framing John DeLorean. Oh, nice. And I've heard of that one. Yeah, so I have some mixed feelings about it because it's like almost a two-hour-long documentary, which is fine, but it's almost two hours long, and so they're going through like you see like normal documentary stuff, you know, like you know they go through his life and different things that he did, and, like how he got to you know making the like the DeLorean Motor Company, 
but you have all this stuff and in between all of this interesting stuff you have live action uh reenactments of his life which not necessarily bad but then you see behind the scenes before they shoot the live action reenactments and it just is very weird and it kind of just like I didn't like it. I, I, I actually, I hated it. I hated those parts. Like when they're going through the information, going through his life, like a normal documentary locked in, loved it. Very interesting. But, and Alec Baldwin is the one who's playing John DeLorean oh, in the really? reenactments. So it's Alec Baldwin being I, Alec Baldwin. I mean, it works if done right. Cause, um, what was it? Uh, shoot. What's the one about the predator? Um, the one on Netflix. Dang it, I'm not sure. I viewed it over the summer. Oh, abducted in plain sight. Oh, as the act, er, not the actors, but as the actual people that were involved in this were talking, they're doing like reenactments with like photos and things like that with actors. Right, which I think is fine, but which was very if effective. If you're doing the reenactments, why am I seeing behind the scenes of the reenactment too? I don't think that should have been in there at all. And frankly, I think it would have been better. Yeah, that's kind of strange. Like, I'm like, and you get all that, and then you get the people talking about John DeLorean, but I'm like, I have a feeling for the most part, none of you actually knew, and you were just hired for the reenactment. Even Alec Baldwin, who comes off, I don't know, it just, it was very weird. I didn't like those aspects. Like I said, it probably would have, t- if you took all the reenactments out, and at least the behind, and the behind the scenes stuff too, probably is left with like an hour and a half of solid, like, Interesting stuff. Like, I didn't know. One thing that I didn't know is when he was in Dire Straits, uh, he got essentially indicted for front money to get cocaine to sell for a profit to put back into his company. Oh, man. And it's also amazing the lengths that they went to to indict John DeLorean by, like, they came up with them to like, oh, you want to buy some drugs? He's like, I can't. I don't have the money. So they kept going back, like trying to figure out a way to get him in a room with drugs so they could arrest him. Wow. Like, so it was very interesting. Like it essentially like, you know, like was he framed by the U.S. government? But also, like, I don't know. It's just. Is it a good explanation of the rise and fall of DeLorean? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's pretty well executed. They even follow his kids for a little bit and they interview his kids never see his ex-wife but i don't know if she's actually still alive i don't think she is i don't know but um yeah it was pretty interesting overall i just don't think it i don't know like the it just the it just falls apart when the reenactment scenes and the behind the scenes are starting to take place and it just kind of loses you and then it kind of gets back on track but it's it wasn't great overall, but it was interesting enough. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I still might check it out. I mean, it sounds like it's still halfway decent. Yeah. We'll see. We'll halfway. See. All right. So a week or so ago, I saw A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Daniel. Oh, yeah? Yes. Written by Noah Harpster. Directed by Marielle Heller, who she directed Can You Ever Forgive Me last year with... Uh, Ah, shit. I know who you're talking about. The Ghostbuster. The da, 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 da. Anyway, keep going. Keep going. Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. That's right. Okay. So, yes. Um, yeah. Movie stars Tom Hanks, Matthew Reese, Chris Cooper. So, so going in, I, you know, 
I knew it was going to be about a reporter from a magazine, you know, interviewing Fred Rogers and learning about his life. And, you know, it takes place in the mid to late 90s. Um, but yeah, I, I thought for sure it was going to be like some kind of bright, colorful fluff piece. And it actually was not, which I was actually kind of glad as far as fluff piece goes. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of like, it just shot like in a really dark sense, which is, was kind of strange. Like the tone was very inconsistent. And we, for most of the movie, we follow around the reporter Lloyd. We follow him around, and it's about his life. It's kind of like a, I guess the premise of the movie is, it's basically, it's Mr. Rogers touching somebody's life. It's like an extended episode of Mr. Rogers almost. Okay. There's a lot of cool things with it, like especially, um, you know how when the show first starts, it shows like the apartment, the camera pans down and goes to the house. Well, there's things, you know, like Philadelphia and New York, we got to go between those two cities, mm-hmm. and they show like the that kind of scale models of those cities and that's kind of cool like fake planes in the air and everything like that yeah so, so it's kind of fun whenever we're going somewhere we kind of go via that way well that is cool which that's cool again it just feels like a big episode but it was just again the tone was so inconsistent it was kind of strange but yeah mr rogers is kind of a side character which is why tom hanks is nominated for best supporting actor which i saw that i'm like wait what but it's he's mr rogers <laughs> right but yeah it's about a man it's you know this lloyd guy and you know since going on his life and his family you know he's got a wife he's got a newborn kid and you know he's not getting along with his father whatsoever so it's kind of about his struggles and everything like that okay it's overall a pretty good movie i don't think it's great i definitely am glad to say it wasn't nominated for best picture because i don't think it's that good did you like this or the documentary better I have to go back and see the doc again but i would say the documentary better okay so like tom hanks portrayal of mr rogers if you go back, if you watch the documentary, then you watch this, like his portrayal is just kind of something that's off about it. Okay. And I don't know. It almost, it's almost like, cause it's, I never like stopped seeing Tom Hanks and saw Mr. Rogers whatsoever. Right. Like I almost feel like I was watching a more mature, older version of Forrest Gump in a sense. Right. Cause he okay. does in a way talk kind of like slowly, similar speech patterns, s- similar speech patterns of Forrest Gump. I mean, it kind of had me thinking like, this could be like the story of Gump per se, like, you know. His uh, the woman of his dreams is dead. He's now a single father, raising a kid. You know, he's a millionaire. Kids in school, going to school during the day. What what can Gump do now? Hey, I'm gonna start my own kids show. <laughs> yeah, it's almost what it seems like. And now we've caught up with him in the ni- late nineties. <laughs> okay, but no, it's a good movie. Uh, still worth seeing for sure. Uh, but yeah, it just wasn't quite what i wanted i think i did want a little more brightness to it again not a fluff piece i it actually i do like the adult themes to it okay um and then just about a you know adult learning to better themselves i like that but yeah give me a little more brighter colors like it just felt so like grayed down almost like just kind of like that kind of uh, disappointing yeah it was i mean if you're not like yeah I don't know. All right. Well, that sounds yeah, not so, what I expected it to be. Yeah, it wasn't what I expected as well. But overall, not bad. But yeah, that is A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Check it out. It's playing a theater near you. I, I still think it's worth seeing. Okay. Maybe I'll rent it or something. When yeah, it comes out. I'll rent it. I don't think it's like must run out to the theater and see. Okay. Unlike what we're talking about in a little bit here. Boop, boop. All right. What else you got, Daniel? Oh, the other thing that I watched this week was I, since Missing Link won the Golden Globe, I decided to rewatch it uh, this weekend. And yeah, what a fun movie. It's just great. I love, I love 
stop motion and I love claymation. So it's just the best. I just, that's my favorite type of animation. So these movies make me happy. While it's not my favorite like a film, it's still nonetheless a really great film. So cool. And I don't think I've seen Box Stroll, so I have to go and check that one. Yeah, check that one out. I, I love all like a films, they're all good. Yeah, if nothing else, like even if I'm not into the story, I can just like I sit there and marvel at like how things look how and awesome just their animation. It's it's groundbreakingly just it's just there's so much fun and yeah, it's just the animation is just so stellar. Oh, I know. It's fantastic. And I've been wa- watching the like a YouTube channel recently and they do like little bits about like uh like oh, like how they made the forest and the missing link and it's just crazy. So it's just, it's it's awesome. It just makes me appreciate it even more. Oh, cool. All right. Well, I was assigned a film. Daniel assigned me a movie called The Art of Self-Defense. It is streaming on Hulu right now. Came out last year. Directed by Riley uh, Stearns. Written by Riley Stearns. Starring a Jesse Eisenberg. And another guy whose name I'm not even going to try to pronounce. <laughs> Imogen Poots is a gal. And she's the main gal in it. Who she actually... Um, I forget her character's name. Amber, I think it was. She was one in Green Room. One of the main girls in Green oh, Room. Oh. Was she like one of the final people? Yeah. Did she survive with uh, Anton? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's been a minute since we saw her. It's been like, well, it's been like three or four years at least. But yeah, so that was cool seeing her again though. So I got to say, um, this movie was bizarre, Daniel. Very bizarre movie. Dark comedy for sure. I mean, there's such just some like dark stuff. This is like a karate class. Yet nighttime, it almost becomes Fight Club ish, and just think other things. I don't want to give too much away, but like other things they go off and do, just things you learn about because you're little by little learning more and more about the instructor and the his just you know his little like I don't want to call it a cult but group. You're just very devoted students. You're going down this yeah rabbit hole here. You're you know you're following the Jesse Eisenberg character around. It's it's overall it's pretty good. I mean you know he's just a normal guy works. People, you know, kind of think he's kind of a dweeb. Mm-hmm. He gets his ass kicked in the streets, and then he decides after that, like, at you know, first he wants to go buy a gun because he's just like, I got to defend myself if this happens again. I mean, because he just, like, gets the shit out of him one day, come yeah. home with dog food. And I was going to take his poor little dog food, and they kick the shit out of him. Dicks. And, yeah, so he's like, well, I need to get a gun. And then, like, he notices, one day walking down the street, notices the karate class going on and decides to go in and invest, check it out. And then it's like, huh. I think I'm gonna sign up for this and learn how to defend myself. And I, it's a good story. It does have some interesting humor parts. It's got a lot of weirdness to it as well. Yeah, it looked like it. Looked very but, indie. Uh, yeah, it's not for everybody. But yeah, if you're looking for a bizarre dark comedy, yeah, because sh- it wasn't rated R too. It's rated R. Okay. Oh gosh, there's a scene. Some <laughs> I'm watching it. Christy comes home. My roommate. <laughs> Uh-oh. She's luckily she's on her phone because she's in the kitchen for a while. Luckily she was staring at her phone. This part comes on where everybody just strips down naked right there in the dojo. What? Like full frontal nudity. And I'm like, I look back and I'm like, okay, she's just like staring down at her phone. And then shortly after that scene gets over, I'm like, turn the TV off. I'm like, you know what? I think we go upstairs and it finishes my room. You know, just I'm in bed. <laughs> You're just like, what the? What? I thought we were doing karate. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. If you want to see it, stream it on Hulu, The Art of Self-Defense. Nice. Probably won't ever watch this again. Oh, I don't know if I mentioned that mine was streaming on Hulu, too. Missing Link? 
No. Well, that actually is on Hulu. That is too. on Hulu. All yeah. of it, it's on Hulu, I yep. guess. <laughs> well, cool. Okay. Well, let's move on here, Daniel, and let's get into our main movie on tap. This week, we are talking the new Sam Mendes film, 1917. Written by Sam Mendes and Chrissy Wilson. Directed by Sam Mendes, who we all know pretty well. Director of American Beauty, Road Britishan, and Skyfall. Starring Dean Charles Chapman, which I think he's mostly known for Game of Thrones. He was in Blinded by the Light also. Yep, that's what I was just looking at. <laughs> George McKay. He was in Captain Fantastic, which I still haven't seen that one. Daniel Mays, Colin Firth, and Benedict Cumberbatch. The synopsis? Two young British soldiers during World War I are given an impossible mission, deliver a message deep in the enemy territory that will stop 1,600 men, including one of the soldiers' brothers, from walking straight into a deadly trap. Going in, Daniel? What were kind of your thoughts? Uh, going in, I was pretty... I don't, know, I don't know if like I was like amped. Like I was, don't know if I was hyped, but I guess I, I think I okay. I would describe it as at least I, I think I was hyped because from like we hadn't this started getting premiered at like festivals and stuff like late last year. So a lot of like YouTubers that I watch film reviews from, they were talking about it. They were talking about it really highly about how cool it was and how I didn't even realize until I watched somebody review it that it was shot as a one shot. Or well, like to make it look like it's a single continuous shot. Yeah, um, I didn't know that till just recently. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I'm like, I would, because I was thinking, I'm like, well, how crazy it would be? Because you always see like big sweeping shots of disaster, like in war movies. I'm like, how crazy would it be just to follow a single soldier through like all of that hardship? And I'm like, I feel like like that got me more interested. I'm like, this sounds like something that is going to be a little bit different. And Definitely. It what and like going in or like uh, I guess I felt like it was also gonna be like sounded like it'd be more intimate of a movie, which I gotta say it definitely felt very intimate, uh, when you're following around these soldiers, uh, but yeah, no, I was, I was pretty hyped and I don't think I was let down, like I just, I don't know, not wasn't quite what I expected, but I was not upset about it. Good, yeah, for me, I mean, I've seen the trailers the last few months. We've gone to the movies and it looked good. And started getting some good reviews, a good buzz going around it. So I'm like, cool. Well, hey, I'm always down for a good epic war film. Yeah. And then, yeah, it wasn't until just a couple weeks ago when I heard about it being like one continuous shot the whole film, start to finish. I'm like, well, damn, that sounds cool. So, yeah, going in, I guess my my general thoughts on it is this movie was good. Yeah. It had some really cool stuff going on for it. The continuous shot stuff, I'm, I'm going to say it up front, it distracted me for a little while. I was very distracted because I kept trying to pick apart like where they stopped, like where the editing was taking place. I was trying to piece that all together, and that, became, that probably went on in my head for like the first half hour or for first half of the movie. Yeah, I mean, I finally just turned it off, and I'll, we'll talk about like what point of the movie that probably was in mm-hmm. later. But I finally turned it off and was able to like get sucked into the story more. But what I love about this, though, it was a very basic story, but you feel like you're on the mission with these guys. Yeah. I mean, the cinematography alone was just so cool in this movie. And we'll definitely get into that. But yeah, I enjoyed this quite a bit. I want to see it again. I almost went last night and saw it 
you know, I saw it yesterday in the afternoon. I almost went again last night just to see an XD. Yeah, I feel like I need to see it again, whether that's at home or in the theater, because the only drawback for me, like viewing it, was that I was a little bit hungover <laughs> when I was watching. I went at 10.40 a.m. on Saturday. So I was a little bit hungover, and I got a little bit motion... Like, I was having motion sickness while I was watching, which happens regularly during a movie, depending on what type of movie it is. I mean, the camera was not super steady, so that definitely might have happened no matter what, but uh, being hungover didn't help. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, like, about, like... Half an hour in, I'm like, dude, I don't even know if I can do this. Then I stuck it out for an hour. I'm like, I feel like Were I need to in the leave. back. I would just move further back. I should have moved further back. I was pretty far up. Uh, not That's on not per- good. No, but yeah, I think I was eighty percent back. I should have been farther back, which also did not help. I should. I don't know why I didn't think about just getting up and walking back to a farther seat. I don't know. At Ten four in the morning. I think there's probably some seats open. Yeah, it was actually surprisingly full. It was in a large theater, and there oh, was, was it? quite a few Mine seats sold. It was probably like 30, 40 at my screening, not too shabby. And get this. Everybody was quiet. I know. I was actually the loud one because I kept burping. <laughs> I kept cover. I always covered it. There but... was one part where I had a uh, just a vocal reaction. Nobody else did. I'm like, what? No? Uh, just me? Just me? Oh, okay. Yeah. I know. Mine was very quiet. I was very surprised. Like, because there was even some teenagers in there. I'm like, what are you guys doing here? Like, this doesn't even seem like something that would appeal to the average teenager, which maybe they weren't average teenagers because there weren't very many of them. <laughs> but I don't know. So, yeah, that's, yeah. I was hungover when I watched this movie. <laughs> it happens, Daniel. It yeah, happens. It happens. So I guess one thing I just want to get into is so yes this is they make it appears if this is just one continuous shot which I thought was pretty cool again very distracted because I kept looking for like the seams where they were and I think like this can you do you know what the first one probably was I imagine it's the first one is when they start circling around them while they're talking like in a to themselves or they're talking to the sergeant I don't know to me I think it's what at least. One for sure is, you know, because we start off with them by a tree napping. Yeah. They get up, they start walking, they start walking, walking through all the trenches. I mean, this is all very impressive. I mean, you've got hundreds of extras that are geared up that are literally going to be on screen for like three seconds. Yeah. And they, you know, some they got to just look like they're doing, you know, smoking something. Like, it's, just, it's crazy. But yeah, they go through the trench. Right when they get to like an end, a carriage goes in front of them, and I'm like, "Aha! I bet you that's a cut." No, well, probably. But yeah, but yeah, it was very so interesting the way it was shot. But what I think what was cool though is it really feels like real time. You're following them around. You're along for the journey, and the cinematography isn't like, you know, there's like let's just. It wasn't like let's be lazy about this because I mean it's a feat alone trying to get one continuous shot for a whole movie start to finish. But like yeah. But they were like, let's not just be lazy about this. Let's actually like still have awesome cinematography. There are times you're not. It's not just like a camera over the shoulder shot of the two soldiers walking. There's times where like it leaves them. They're still walking in the distance. Comes back around. The camera circles around them. I mean, there's just all kinds of cool things. Um, yeah, crane shots that suddenly like the it'll go up and come back. I mean, it's so incredible. Well, no, that's what I was gonna say. Is like when you said that, like it was the one shot was a lot more elaborate than I thought it was going to be. Because, yeah, like, I expected, like, oh, like, keeping 
pretty close, you know, like maybe a little bit over his shoulder, maybe like, but like as it switches, like some of my favorite shots were when like, cause there's a pair of these guys when one of them kept walking and the other one like got caught up like behind a crowd. So it follows him while he, while he kind of like switches around. So it's now like facing him, but you can see behind him. You can see the other guy kind of like interacting with somebody else real quick and then trying to catch up. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, those are some of my favorite shots. Yeah. I, I like those a lot. For it's cool reason. too. Cause like you didn't actually have to do this. I think this helps the story cause it's a pretty simple story. Yeah. A to B like you two need to go deliver this message. So it's a pretty simple story. And I think part of that single shot stuff keeps you engaged more. Because otherwise, I mean, I could see it really. I mean, if you want to have a couple cool shots in there, especially like that first one to when they get to the end of the trench and there's the carriage, that's fine. And then just have it more just regular film. But they decided to just keep going with that way. I think it does help the story because it is a pretty simple story, but it helps keep you engaged. But it also like, yeah, it's essentially because, I mean, their mission, we should talk about that. So they're mission essentially is they get orders direct from the general that they two people have to go and deliver a message like what like eight miles away yeah a few miles a few miles like through enemy territory that was held by the germans until like pretty much that morning (laughs) and they have to trudge through this all by themselves because they even tell them like two men move quicker than you know, multiple. So they're just like the fastest you can go is with only like two people. So, um, so they only send them and they like trudge through like the German countryside, just the two of them. And, you know, it's just kind of in, well, I guess the deadline is if you don't make it to these guys, 1600, like two battalions, 1600 soldiers, they're getting slaughtered because they're working off old Intel I mean, you need to get them this stakes. new intel. Yeah, and not, <laughs> just the add it is like one of the soldiers. I is... have that on your shoulders. If you, if you don't get there in time, sixteen hundred men could possibly die because of you. Yeah, it's almost guaranteed, and one of them just so happens to be like one of the messenger's older brothers mm-hmm. is in oh. that battalion. Yes, yes. So that's even more added stakes. Like it really like sets the stage. Like this is what you need to do. This is why we're only sending two of you. So it kind of like sets that all up and then like you follow these and the one shot just kind of like kind of emphasize like this is one long day. Like they have, I don't know, like I don't remember how many hours they had specifically, but it's not a lot to cover eight miles on foot through enemy territory with God knows they don't know what's out there. Their intelligence doesn't know what's out there. Yeah, well, we'll get into some spoilers here in a little bit, and because yeah, I feel like there's we can't talk about it too much. I, they're my favorite scenes. I don't want to give away anything. Yeah. So we'll have to go into spoilers here soon. But yeah, if you're wondering if you should go see this movie or not, I say definitely check it out. Definitely see it in theaters. It's definitely a must for theaters. I mean, like I said, I might go see it in, maybe this week. I don't know. It might be snowing here. It might be something to do in the snow. Is just go see it again in XD. Yeah, and I do want to point out that while it is one shot, it kind of sounds like maybe if you've seen like like built up in like marketing or something, like it doesn't come off as a novelty. It's just having this one shot film. Like it comes off as like because they don't just follow them around in like it would be novelty if it was just over the shoulder the entire time. But the fact that they put actual cinematography into this, it doesn't come off as novelty at all. It like helps. One of, one of my favorite shots is they're going around a like I don't know big swamp area the camera separates from them and is kind of goes down kind of on the level of the water 
oh, as they're walking. Yes, sweeping and shot. Then you see a you see a body at the surface of the water and a crow just sitting on top. Oh, that yeah. shot of the crow was awesome. Yeah. No, that was yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, uh, I don't know. Should we go into spoilers here? Because I can't really talk about too much more without spoiling stuff. Let, let's go into spoilers because there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of interesting stuff, but like. If you're interested, go see it. It is actually worth your time. And it's two hours, which it could have been longer. It could have been like I think two hours was perfect for this movie. Didn't feel like it dragged. It yeah. moves goes, pretty, at a pretty steady pace. Goes down smooth. I didn't, you know, check my watch or nothing. So yeah. Alright, so spoilers here in five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to spoiler talk. Welcome to spoiler talk. Alright, so I gotta say one of my favorite scenes in this whole thing is when they what I guess what was a, a German battleground place? They're kind of just walking through, looking around. Then they go into these mines or this bunker, yeah. bunker, and oh man! Yeah, they go into like the ger- they cross no man's land into the German territory, that is recently completely strategically evacuated. And it's just cool seeing like all those things, like the tanks, just like on their side, half of them like in the dirt, like just shots like that. Where stuff are really cool. Okay, so oh. So Jordan, is your was your audible reaction early in the movie when they're headed across no man's land? Mm-mm. Okay, because uh, there's okay. I had two audible actually. Okay, because I want to talk about this real quick. Because like you know they're following them. I think it was right after the sweeping swamp mm-hmm. shot, but you know like they're going through. They're going through his barbed wire. He cuts his hand. One of the characters cuts his hand on the barbed wire, and so he's bleeding a little bit, but not too bad. And then they're continuing walking around. There's like littered with like dead bodies and corpses. There is a shot where he climbs down into a trench and he accidentally, and the rats crawl out of like the, the inner cavity of just like some dead German soldier. And then his buddy bumps him. And then his hand that's open wound goes straight into the guy's yeah, like cavity. I, I, yeah. That was one of them. Cause yeah, he gets down there. He's like, huh. And then the other guy gets down, sees the uh, skeleton of the other guy. I was like, ah, Backs up, bumps into him, and then his hand goes straight into the stomach of the dead soldier. I'm like, like, oh! I don't know if I would have the same reaction if we didn't just see him cut that exact hand open, and that then he shoves it. I'm like, oh, man, that's oh, going to be infected. Gosh, yeah. No, that that was my first like audible reaction. I'm that, like, oh, oh, gross. Yeah, that was my like loudest one. was just like, oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but, oh, man. Oh, I don't oh. But yeah, dude. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, we can continue on. But I like that was my first all reaction. I like my most notable, the one that I walked out remembering the most, which is like that. Oh, I'm trying. I'm trying to think which one I was louder at because there was that. Maybe it was the mine. The mine. I keep calling a mine. It was like the German bunker, bunker trenches area. Yeah. I guess it was a bunker which, though. By the way, for this movie, they dug 5,200 feet of trenches. For just them to... Just pit. under a mile of trenches dug to film this stuff in. And just to be shown for fractions. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I, could, oh, I no, guess... The there's, a lot of tr- there's a lot of trench time. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like, well, them, that's actually probably like some of the... Well, like I said, like the long shots when they're like moving up the trenches. And apparently... I didn't know this until this movie. Apparently there's one-way channels for trenches. You're going... Because somebody mentions that they're going up the down trench. <laughs> And I'm like, I never thought of that, but that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> never fought in a trench, so. Yeah. No? No, not ever. <laughs> Don't mention it in Call of Duty either, so. 
But uh, but anyway, so when they're in the bunker, man, that scene just like gets intense. Like it's like looking around the flashlights, and you're like, God, is anybody down here? Like it's all quiet. Is anybody else down here? And then yeah, they run into that giant rat. I was like, Holy shnikes! Which I'm not gonna lie. Or I'm not gonna lie, like they. Have, oh, one of the things that we haven't mentioned yet, but the like the banter between the two guys and like the dialogue is pretty sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it kind of falls into generic when he, they're talking to other characters, but when they're talking to each other, like it was pretty sharp and like some witty witty banter. Like when they see like these ginormous rats in like this huge German bunker that has like bunk beds and everything, and they're just essentially like sleeping in holes in their bunker. They're like. Oh, even their rats are bigger. <laughs> yeah. Which I laughed pretty hard at. Pretty, I thought that, that was, was hilarious. pretty funny. They used that rat. So then, oh man, we're like, all right, well, let's get out of here. And then like, oh shit, look at that. Tripwire. Shit, don't touch that. I, not kidding, when the rat, him, that bag dropped, I jumped in my seat. Yeah. And then nothing happened. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. And boom! They just, I was like, oh my gosh. And then I love that because, like, yeah, so the rat pulling a bag of meat of some sort, probably, I don't know what it was, food, to put it, tri- like. Well, you hear the bang from the rat and the bag dropping, and you're like, oh. Yeah. And then, poof, I mean, I jumped again right there, like, oh. And then it kicks off this really intense sequence of the bunker now is like collapsing in on them. And well, let's oh, sorry. Actually, first off, before. let's talk about how I thought one of them was. I thought the one was dead. So here's what's funny is in the trailer, the the guy who's who has the brother. I thought he was the one running in that long shot in the at the end of the trailer. So I'm like, okay, well, this guy's gonna survive. So then when the other guy just gets buried in the rubble, I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. And then yeah, it turns out he's alive. I mean. Thank God the other guy didn't give up on him and like got him the hell out of the rubble. I know, like I thought he was dead too. I'm like, shit, dude, I thought that guy was the main character. <laughs> and then so yeah, they get out of there and then yeah, I could just imagine like cause yeah, he I mean they even like you know, he's pouring water and I was like, I can't see oh that the part where he's like they ha- you have to jump, but I can't see. You gotta just trust me and jump. I know, because they're also in a mi- essentially like the bunker was like I guess like partially like a mine shaft too, or built around yeah, a mine shaft. Built around. So if he shaft. did had not made that jump, he would just be dead. It wouldn't be like maybe yeah. he could No, he barely be dead. barely survived already, and then like he had to die that way too. But yeah, they get out of there. Yeah, he puts water on his eyes to get all that dust out. But man, and then we we move on to the next scene that I just loved when they were at that house, like. Or farm, farmhouse. There we go. And oh man, just the things that happen around there. Are- I know, like it's just you don't like. It's amazing. It's so well shot, and it's just like, it's crazy. And that's when like the biggest like reveal. I'm like, because I thought like the tall like blonde haired one, uh, Lance Corporal, blah blah blah. Blake and Schofield. Showfield, I think, is the blonde guy. Because Blake is the one I thought was in the previews running, so I thought for sure he was staying alive again. And then we get to the farmhouse. The farmhouse, and things which happen. okay, so they yeah they go and they're like, well, we got to clear this place, and it's pretty much bombed out, abandoned. There's one live cow there, <laughs> yeah, and that's the only living thing around. Then and they- then they're watching a dog fight up in the air, and the the British planes shoot down a german plane and it crashes crash lands 
right into where they are. Yeah, like a barn area. And yeah, I'm like, and ha- this part just kind of did surprise me. I mean, I mean, you're at war. Yes, I get you're at war, but it's like, oh my God, this guy's on fire. Let's get him out of here and let's put out the fire. And he's like, all right, I'll go pump some water. And while he's pumping the water, the German guy's like, I don't know. Hail Hitler! Stab! You're dead. And he, yeah, and just stabs him. Then he, like, the guy like, shoot, dude, shoots like, him twice. They're trying to save him from burning alive. Like, cut him some slack, but I don't know. At all costs, I guess. Yeah, I know. So it's just like, yeah. the. Uh, I said Hitler, but we're talking about World War One here. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. I, I kept forgetting. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, we're not in World War One. It still takes place in Germany. Or, but we're in World War One, not World War Two. Yeah, but, my bad, my bad. I know. I, I kept. You just you think Germans in war, you always think of World War Two. Yeah, but yeah. It's true. So, so he stabs the guy, but I thought for sure like, well, he's gonna live because he's still the guy at the end, and then he dies. I'm like, oh shit. I guess I that wasn't him in the trailer. I know, and it wasn't like and that's something that kind of like irked me is like they there wasn't a lot of fanfare. Like he just gets stabbed. They try and like stop the bleeding, but he like bleeds out very quickly like there's not a lot of like it's not very drawn out it's like he's losing tons of blood and he just dies yeah it's so crazy and it was crazy too i mean he literally like 30 minutes or so ago saved the life of the other guy yeah pulled him out of the rubble got him to jump and then he dies it sucks it was just sucked to see that happen yeah no it did yeah and you actually like that's another thing like you just follow these two characters you get attached and like he was only alive for maybe 30 minutes of the movie. But I'm like, I almost teared up a little bit. I'm like, oh shit, dude. Like that. It got me. Like, it just helps for the one shot to just follow these two guys. And they've in 30 minutes, they've already gone through a lot. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some other scenes. One other scene I really enjoyed. Um, so this is where time skips forward a little bit. He's uh, up against um, a shooter he gets into the house that he's in, goes upstairs, and I guess they shoot each other. He shoots him dead, and he gets shot and falls downstairs and gets knocked out. And that's when time jumps forward is he wakes up hours later. But that scene, though, uh, that follows that, though, where he goes and meets that, um, well, accidentally discovers that lady down in that basement area. Yeah. That was a really cool scene, I thought. That was, I know. And that, that shooter scene was very intense. I'm like, oh, man, he's going to, because he gets him. And he thinks he falls, so he kind of, like, does some suppressive fire as he's entering the building. And as soon as he turns the corner and, like, opens that door, like, the guy's shot, but he's, like, Well, and I know that there's going to be more of them up there. Like, I was just waiting for the, uh, That's what I was waiting for, is to be, like, a whole bunch of them up there. Yeah. And then he gets shot. I'm like, because I don't know this story very well. Uh, well, I don't know the story at all. And so I'm just, like... I don't know. Like I'm getting lost, like with how long I've been in the movie theater. Cause I've just been in, sitting down enjoying. I'm like, I hope that's not the end of the movie. <laughs> like <laughs> when actually, like actually like he just gets shot. Both the messengers die and 1600 people get slaughtered. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so I was like, uh, credits roll up. 1600 men died that day because the messenger didn't make it. Yeah. The, like I get like, that's what I was kind of thinking when, because it, the screen goes black for an uncomfortably long time that i'm like holy shit is that seriously it like and i'm like i guess you can't always win in more you know i'm well there's always everybody loses in more is what i left the film thinking but it was yeah that was a very intense moment i really like that and like i guess like pretty soon after like after he interacts with that uh 
kind of like French kind of refugee. She's just kind of hiding out with her child, just trying to survive. I was almost the impression that wasn't her child either. Like I thought it was at first, but then she said something along the lines, I think alluded to that it wasn't hers. Well, yeah, I think she said like the mother had died. So she kind of took charge of the child. Yeah. But because so apparently that whole like ruin area was just crawling with Germans. Just imagine like everything around you has gone. Like that's all you got down there. You got your fireplace, your little bed on the floor. That's it. And ba- just baby praying to God that no random German just accidentally discovers you. So crazy. One of my, like, this is probably like my standout moment, like a standout shot. I don't know about my overall moment, but standout shot of the, like one of the entire movie was like, so he leaves her. He's trying to get the message out and it's daybreak and there's Germans crawling all over like the ruins of the city and they like see him and he's just sprinting, trying to get the hell out of there. And so like it's daybreak, it's still very dark out. So they shoot flares to cover and he like stops running till the flare kind of like sputters out. Then he'll keep running. But you get some amazing shots of him just like running for his life getting shot at just because they can't fully see him because it's still very dark out. And it's just like, and then you get those like very like blue shots towards the end of that sequence that were just amazing. Mm-hmm. And then the part two that follows, but he goes in the water, jumps down the waterfalls in the water going. I mean, when he gets out, oh man, to get out of the water, crawling over all those bodies. Oh gosh. But yeah, when he gets out of the water and it's just like, you can tell he's just like, oh my God. I'm fucking done with this. I want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> By that point, you're just like, holy fuck. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, we're getting towards the end of the movie, but I'm trying to think of other scenes or just moments. Again, I think my overall favorite scene was definitely when they were in the bunker. I don't know why. I think just maybe the jump scare got me good, but that scene in the bunker okay. was great. I thought, especially when like, Oh my god, everything's collapsing. Let's get the hell out of it. Just all that stuff kind of reminded me of uh, Indiana Jones a little bit here. Yeah, it was very it kind of like I don't like no no giant rolling rock, but you know. No, like it kind of just like moves like a like a just from scene to scene to scene, but like it's is it was so good. And every scene seems like every scenario that they put in seems very impactful. Yeah. I guess my biggest surprise would be Corporal Blake dying because, again, I thought he was the one at the end of the movie <laughs> in the previews. So him dying did surprise me. Um, di- if I had any dislikes, again, for me, it's just uh, the continuous tracking got distracting because, again, I for a while I was looking for those edit cuts. I'm just weird like that. <laughs> when yeah. You're, when I mean, you're into movies, you look for that I kind of stuff. It. Yeah. Yeah, so that for me was probably my least favorite part. However, though, upon rewatch, I think I'll be able to just ignore it and enjoy the story. Especially because, like, it's almost seamless. Like, yeah, like, when they fade through, like, behind something, I'm assuming that's probably where the cuts are. Mm Because I don't don't know how you seamlessly cut in if, like, you're stopping mid-walk while they're walking through a trench. But But I got to say, the concept of this, like, extremely well executed. Like, it doesn't come off as novelty. It comes off as very purposeful, and it makes this movie what it is. It's just a very intimate and impactful like journey with these characters. Which and Sam does, uh, or excuse me, Sam Mendes is no stranger to the uh, long shot either. If you see Spectre, there's a very long one in Spectre where Bond's going. I'm not gonna give it away because you haven't seen it yet. But I know I need to see. There's it. a very long shot that's pretty cool in that movie. Yeah. But yeah, this was just pretty awesome though. This was like solid cinema. Oh yeah, and again. Totally check it out in theaters. Like, it's definitely a theater movie. But yeah, I would give this a straight up 
A, solid A. Uh, Entertainment-wise, probably 9 out of 10. Uh, what were some of your favorite scenes, though, Daniel? Well, like I said, I, I guess like my all-encompassing like favorite scenes would be... I guess, like, I don't even know if there's scenes, but, like, sequences of when he's running out of that German-infested area and they're shooting at him. They're shooting the flares. He's trying to hide while the flares are up and keep running when they're down. And then when he jumps in that sequence, when he just, like, the ending of, like, running from the germs, he jumps into the river, doesn't know where he's going. He just knows, the lady told me to follow the the river, so I guess I'm getting in the river to get away from these guys. And that was just a crazy sequence. Like in that sequence when he's out, he's like, after crawling from dead body, he's like, oh my God, I've had enough. Yeah, that uh, and then the sequence when he gets to the division that he's going to, but is trying to get to the like the guy in charge as fast as possible, that he runs across like he's running horizontal to when the soldiers are all coming out of the trenches, just running straight towards the other trenches uh, yeah and i guess this wasn't at least scripted is him getting knocked by a couple guys and getting back up and keep going like which makes even i loved that like it makes they like, seem a little bit more real like these other guys are running for and they're like who the fuck is this guy just running not the way everybody else is running, running that, across like, yeah. he runs into like two maybe three of them but i thought that just made it even more impactful and like felt more urgent as he's like rolling down doesn't even like look at the other guy just like gets up and keeps running yeah Good stuff. It was Good a crazy stuff. movie. It was just like, yeah, I know it sounds like a rambling, but it was just a crazy movie. But yeah, so I mean, for me, I give it like a solid A plus. I was hungover, motion sickness, but I could not leave my seat because I'm like, I know this is good and I'm loving this, even though I'm feeling sick to my stomach. <laughs> so yeah, that's two A's, it sounds like there. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. All right, Daniel. Well, let's move on here and wrap it. Excuse me. Mm. let's move on here and do some gambling for this week okay so uh last week Jor and i bet on like a boss starring tiffany haddish and some other person i don't know <laughs> which in we jordan you bet 68 percent and <laughs> you thought you were being generous i thought i was being generous when i Bet forty five percent. I only went with it because yeah, I don't know. I thought the critics would be nice to this. Well, like I said, like comedies are almost never critic proof because it's just they usually are the ones that just get like picked apart like crazy. So, oh my god, as of recording or as of recording today, with eighty seven rev- critic reviews, we got a twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And with 672 viewer reviews, it's 64%. So, pe- like, regular audiences aren't really loving we're it either. We're betting on the audience score, right? Uh, no, we were not. Damn. All so right. that makes me the winner again, because I'm, I'm awesome. Well, can you assign me something cool, like a movie off the uh, that's been nominated? Something like Lost My Hand? Uh, isn't it I Lost My Body? Or lost my body. Where's my body? Where's my body? <laughs> uh, I was going to assign you that because I'm like, you wanted to watch that. I'll give you an excuse to watch it because I'm going to watch it tonight or sometime this week because I definitely want to. Perfect. 
watch all the animated well, let's ones. Let's both watch it and uh, talk about it. And you should still try to fit Dolomite as my name in because I will talk about that next week for sure. I am going to try and fit that in too. I just did not have time to watch it unless I wanted to watch it on my phone, which I didn't. Because no, I've heard good things phone. about it. Yeah, check that out. Check the hand one out or finding my body. I should probably actually find out what the fuck it's actually called. Uh, it's on Netflix. I already have it on my queue. All right, well, what are we going to bet on this week here, Daniel? Oof. So, are we going to just bet on Bad Boys? Because that's next week. What else is coming out next week? Oh, let's see. What is coming out next week? Let's see. In case. So. I don't want to bet on Bad Boys. (laughs) We could bet on Doolittle. Let's bet on Doolittle because we're going to be covering Bad Boys. Okay, fine. We will bet on Doolittle. So let me just do little. <sighs> talking animals. Talking animals. Or let's just say CGI. I don't know if they talk or not, but CGI animals, which I'm really getting tired they, of CGI animals. They well, it's like really getting tired of CGI animals, and these ones don't even look as good as like no. Lion King. So. Jungle Book came out well, 2016, and those animals look better than the ones I saw in the preview for Dude, this. I'm thinking. Mm. Yes, Iron Man's in it, but oh, gosh, I don't know. He's got all the money he could possibly need from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now he's just sitting back, and you want me to put me on Disney movie? No, sure, whatever. Like, why are you in this, Robert? Why? Why? Yeah. I don't know. All right, I said sixty-one percent. I think if it's a surprise, okay. Like this, this looks like a twenty percent to me. But I think you know if it's got some heart to it, maybe it'll win some critics over. Robert Downey Jr. I said 61. Well, here's my thing is if the trailer's bad, which the trailers are supposed to make you like put the best foot forward to get people interested. The trailer was bad. So I'm thinking nothing with the trailers bad should be certified fresh. So I'm going with a 50%. 50. All right. 50%. Oh, wait. So Jordan, you had 61. Yep. All right. 61%. I had 50%. And, all right, so, do little. All right. As of recording right now, they do not have a score again. So. Which is a bad sign for me, probably. No. It's never a good, let's just say it's never a good sign. No, it is not, Jordan. All right. Well, let's wrap this up here. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. We'll be talking about some. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Come out, they come out retirement for you. Bad boys, Maybe Danny bad will uh, watch some bad boys one and two before. Probably not. So we'll see. Somebody who's only seen them on TV will go and be like, "There's a Just lot have of a, have another lazy drunk weekend like you did last weekend." Yeah, but this weekend's my birthday. Exactly. So take the weekend off and watch movies. I mean, I already have weekends off. But I mean, like. From doing stuff. Ah, but there's oh, people always want you to do stuff, and I'm like, no. Just tell them no. I got some bad boys to watch, and they're like, man, whoa. We're like, how far have you fallen? I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we'll be back here next week with some bad boys. Might even have a guest coming in for that one. Another bad da- boy. Another bad boy. That's right. All right, Daniel. Where can they find us? You can find us online. Uh, on Instagram and Twitter, movies underscore Bruce. Let us know what you thought of 1917. Loved it, hated it, thought it was boring. Maybe I don't think so. But More you're like entitled badass. to 
you're entitled to your own opinion, even if it might be wrong. (laughs) But yeah, let us know what you thought and let us know what you're looking forward to. I'm like, I want to say something, but I'm like, nah, just leave it. (laughs) And it's just like, just people don't like the same stuff. And I get it. I'm like, just leave it alone. Leave it alone. Like, I didn't find it slow at all, but I guess if you're used to action and war movies, go, 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 go. I mean, it's, yeah, there was no like opening scene of saying Pride Ryan in this. It's It's just different. Did, did we talk about how uh, Sam Mendes based a lot of the story off of his grandfather's experiences? I didn't actually know that he based... Like, they have the little end card that says, thank you for... Oh, did it actually say the guy's name? Yeah, I didn't last even, name Mendes. I didn't even make that connection. But yeah, like, it says, like, thank, it has an end card is like, thank you something, man, Mendes, for your stories. Good movie. Everybody go see it. And yeah, um, happy 2020, everybody. Woo-woo. Got a new year here. Lots of good stuff coming. And yeah, thanks for all the downloads. Share the podcast with friends so we can continue to grow. And we'll see you next week on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers.